You are Locked On Royals, your daily Kansas City Royals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Royals podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Ryland Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Royals. Today's show is brought to you by Locked On MLB. Listen to the Locked On MLB podcast every single day to get up to date on everything around the major leagues. Listen to Locked On Royals, the only daily podcast about the Kansas City Royals right now for everything involving the Royals system on today's show. We're going to talk with Locked On MLB Prospects host, Locked On Marlins host, host of the Just Baseball podcast, founder of JustBaseball.com, the busiest man on the network, Aaron Layton, our <laughs> official prospect expert, the best in the business at this whole thing about prospects. Aaron, what are you, what are you doing today? How are you doing today? What's going on? Man, You're a busy guy. That might be the best intro I've ever gotten, man. I, I really appreciate that. So uh, everyone's probably wondering, like, what's JustBaseball.com? Maybe typing it in already. Well, it's going to launch in two weeks, but um, if you're familiar with the Lockdown MLB Prospects podcast, it kind of inspired me to get going with this project. And before I knew it, I just kind of thought about just baseball and its coverage in general and how segmented it was. So I wanted to create a website where it's kind of a one-stop shop where you have fantasy, minor leagues, prospects, college, MLB, all 30 teams, and even collectibles, like everything you can imagine kind of in one spot with their each individual vertical. I was really lucky to be able to build out the staff for it. And I'm, I'm really amped uh, to be able to do it. So a lot of uh, really fun things coming. And uh, I really appreciate that intro and that plug. Um, I can't wait. The, the landing page is up already too. And you can go check it out at justbaseball.com. But the launch is in two weeks. And that would be on June 22nd as of the moment we're recording this. But uh, yeah, I- I'm super stoked. And uh, it's been busy, but uh, always, always finding time to talk some Royals prospects. The Royals are a very interesting team, just like just baseball.com is going to be very interesting. So make sure you go bookmark that right now. And this is not just a plug. I'm very excited for just baseball.com myself. What kind of is the ultimate goal of just baseball? Because I think that this is going to be used. We were talking about this before we started recording. I think this is going to be a great tool for baseball fans to get more connected to the game. It feels like if you're a baseball fan, you kind of hide that fandom. You're kind of ostracized. Oh, it's a dying game. It's this or that. I think that this can be a, a truly impactful tool for not only diehard fans, but casual fans. And also be a tool that one day we look back on and say, yeah, you know what? This helped the revitalization of baseball as a sport in America and, and as a sport getting back its popularity as we get kind of passed by, by, by basketball and football and things like that. Absolutely, man. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's one of the main talking points I bring up, whether it's for investors, which is something I never thought I'd be doing. And, you know, we were approached by a media company that wanted to partner with us and kind of helped us take it to the next level. But you hit the nail on the head there. I think what people are are misrepresenting or at least misconstruing or misunderstanding with the entire baseball landscape is baseball isn't dying. I could dig up articles from the New York Times from 1950 that say baseball's audience is too old, it's dying or whatever. What is dying is the youth's just sitting down and watching a game on television that is dying. And that's, that's obvious, but it's a, that's dying across every sport, maybe a little bit more in baseball than other sports. But 
I don't think interest in baseball is dying. I, I think that you have the demand from kids that want to see the highlights, that want to read about the players, that love the stats because baseball is so stat-driven, or just that want to know about the latest players for their MLB The Show team. Whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It all counts, right? And whether it's baseball cards or anything related, as long as it's baseball related, there's interest there. Little League participation's at an all-time high. And something that I love to, to kind of cite, which is really funny, is even though we haven't launched yet, we were kind of content testing on TikTok and just kind of having fun with it, putting out some opinions, short videos, whatever, just editing some cool little highlights. And what demographic is TikTok dominated by, right? 16 to 25-year-olds. We got 45,000 followers in a month. I promise you that the majority of those people are, are 16 to 25 year olds, right? So, I mean, there's definitely interest there among the youth. They're just not going to sit down and watch a three hour game. And that's fine. I just want to continue to grow the game. And um, our tagline's baseball for everyone. And that's kind of what we want to do is we'll have the analytics pieces. You know, we have the analytics writers for, for those people that do like that. I'm a guy that likes the analytics as well, but you're also going to have the fun and lighthearted and, and just interesting pieces, the prospect pieces, everything in between player interviews. And I think it's just trying to represent every kind of fan and just trying to make an environment that's kind of conducive for everybody uh, instead of this kind of segmented baseball coverage that we kind of see today. That, that right there is what I'm most excited about. This, this segments of baseball kind of getting broken down a bit and just being able to go to one place and not feel outcasted. If you get overwhelmed by stats and advanced analytics, maybe baseball savant overwhelms you and, and you feel like you don't belong on that website or, or fan graphs or any of those sites about analytics. Or if you feel like maybe you're above the kind of just mean culture and, and what the kids are into and above these kind of short clips, maybe you don't want to go over here for your content. Maybe you want to avoid comedy content. You want the strict, just traditional, you know, old school writing about it, where you do want the comedy content, being able to find everything that you want on one platform with one media group, I think is going to be the best thing for baseball because we have that in other sports. We have places you can go uh, to get what you want content wise in all aspects for football and basketball. You have your go-to spots for those two sports, but there's not a lot of content about baseball in general. There's a few spots per team. You, you, have a, you have a few spots for the Royals fans, a few spots for Marlin fans, but you don't really have that spot that collectively, if you like baseball, you want to go to. And to have that coming up June 22nd will be a lot of fun. I really appreciate it. And that's a great endorsement from you because you know, that that's one of the best things that we can have is just the fact that people that are so successful, like yourself hosting shows, you know, I know you do basketball, you also cover baseball and just everything that you've done. So for you to, you know, give that thumbs up, it really makes me feel good that we're heading in the right direction. And again, it's really just about growing the game that, you know, I, I grew up loving with my father and just that is such a big part of my life that I, I really hope that this is, can do exactly what you said. And uh, I can't wait to see what everybody thinks. I'm excited for it again. Go bookmark justbaseball.com and be ready for all the content on June 22nd. Now, uh, your roots are in minor league baseball. You love prospects. You host Locked On Prospects. That's a task that I don't think people understand how difficult it is. It, it sounds strange to those of you listening, but I would I would challenge you to go create content every day about baseball and then do it again about the prospects and do it about uh, players who you're not getting to see very often or you're seeing on a kind of a, a shady milb.com stream that looks like something that we do at my D2 level college. So I, I would, it's hard to get content every single day about prospects, but you love it so much and you're able to do that. So how great is minor league baseball being back? And just talk about the overall value of minor league baseball, because I, I feel like at times we lose sight of that as just the casual baseball observer. When they get up here, it's great. The week before a guy like Justin Court's going to be called up. You're looking at his Omaha stats, but other than that, 
where we kind of just forget it's there and how great and valuable is minor league baseball for fans and also for the sport itself of baseball. Oh, I mean, you just can't emphasize it enough to me. There's nothing more special about the communities that kind of rally behind these little mining or many organizations, right? I mean, there's so many areas where uh, even if the affiliates are in different cities in the middle of nowhere, where they become Royals fans because they get to see these players go through and they follow them. And I think from the, even the coverage for fans too, is like, if your team is struggling, you have at least something to look forward to. You check the box scores on your prospects, see how they're doing, maybe even tune into a game. I have the MLB, MILB package, and uh, I think it's $50 for the year, maybe $100 for the year. I, I don't remember. I just automatically renew it. But, you know, it's, it's honestly fun. And not everybody's like that. I love to watch the games. But it's also cool because no matter where you go, there's a good chance there's a ballpark near you as long as Rob Manfred doesn't continue to slash minor league teams. And that's an also just a really cool thing as well. You never know what next future star you're watching when you go stop by a minor league game. I don't think there's anything more uh, just connective than a minor league baseball game where you just have the, the, the fan atmosphere is just so conversational. It is so fun with the promotions and players are all just, you know, playing so hard trying to make their way to the show. You have guys that are $10,000 signing bonus guys playing on the same field as guys who signed $7 million signing bonuses, and they're on a, They're on an even playing field. Will some get more chances than others? Sure. But the idea that both of these players from totally different backgrounds are vying for a spot at the ultimate, at the top level, is just a really cool type of thing that I don't think you really see in any other sport. And I just love what minor league baseball brings to the table. And there's something just so cool about being able to see the future stars of baseball, like competing against each other, whether it's a top pitching prospect against a top hitting prospect. And you never know, when maybe five, 10 years, you'll be able to say, oh, I saw this guy pitch against this guy. And uh, I just think there's something so special about that. And uh, baseball is very unique in that regard. And I've had a blast just being able to talk about minor league baseball, being able to watch it and just having these live stats and being able to just provide more content and information uh, for people that, you know, the normal person is probably not able to keep up with all of this stuff. And uh, I'm fortunate enough to have it be part of my job. And that's something that I'm definitely going to be spending a lot of time on, on uh, just baseball as well, as I'm going to be doing a lot of the prospect stuff on top of editing. But yeah, I'm, I'm just so amped to have the season back and even college baseball. That's been a blast as well. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you with a Credit Karma money spend account. You can be rewarded with good money habits. Who doesn't want instant gratification? If you're looking for satisfaction, there's no need to wait with Credit Karma. Credit Karma has money to win cash reimbursements for debit purchases. Credit Karma money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. If you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win debit instant karma purchases reimbursements on items up to $5,000. So make sure you're getting in on that action. Just pay with your debit card and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot with your instant karma cash and they'll be added back to your spend account. Credit Karma also allows you to give money uh, to give away money over $3 million on, on instant karma to over 50,000 Credit Karma members and counting. Open your FDIC insured Credit Karma account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. 
And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll be automatically entered to win $1 million. Credit Karma money process starts here. Progress starts here right now with creditkarma.com slash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money to sign up and for your free account and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant Credit Karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Inc. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. I want to say right now, what a good friends over at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business serving you auto parts online for 20 years. That's right. 20 years ago. You could have been buying auto parts online at rockauto.com. My favorite thing about rockauto.com is that I know nothing about cars. I don't have to, though, because all I have to know is my make, my model, my year, and they're only going to show me car parts that are compatible with my vehicle. That way, I'm not wasting time, money, resources, effort on parts I cannot use, parts I do not need. No matter what you need, car accessories, car appliances, parts, pieces, whatever it is, door handles, floor mats, anything, they have it at rockauto.com for a low price. Rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices on the parts your car will need. RockAuto.com, tell them Locked On sent you. And the how did you hear about a Spox? And they'll know what to do from there. RockAuto.com, family-owned business, serving you auto parts online for 20 years. College baseball back is a big deal, and we'll get to the draft coming up. But you know, on my league baseball, I think that it does create fan bases, and it does create even just fair-weather fans in the sense of here in Oklahoma City, for example – We've gotten lucky enough at this AAA level in Oklahoma City uh, to have the Rangers, whenever it was Elvis Andrus and Ian Kinsler and them who went on to make it, and Nelson Cruz to go make a World, World Series run. We got to see all those young guys, Josh Hamilton, all those guys come through Oklahoma City and then go make a World Series run. And then they got sold to Houston. And then we got to see the Houston crop of Correa and Bregman and all these players come through, uh, Springer come through Oklahoma City and then go make a World Series run with Houston. And then after that, they're sold to the Dodgers. So we're seeing Austin Barnes and we're seeing all these uh, young Dodger players who go then to the World Series. Like we get to see different segments of the baseball world. And then in those postseasons, whenever your team's not in it, hey, you know what? Let's root for the Dodgers or the Rangers or the Astros because I saw all these young kids whenever they were here so long in Oklahoma City. So I think that it does create an interest in baseball that can go beyond your team, especially if you live in a, in a place where your minor league park in your hometown is not necessarily your favorite team's uh, you know, home primary team. Now on minor league baseball, the developmental portion of it, there was some talk last year about how guys felt more prepared going to those satellite camps than maybe minor league baseball. But how do you value the, de the developmental of minor league baseball, the traveling and playing every day and doing, uh, you know, just kind of a more routine style in minor league baseball. What to you would be the better developmental plan for a satellite camp or for it to stay status quo with minor league baseball? You know, it's, it's a good question. I think it's a little bit different for, for each ball player. At the end of the day, I think there's nothing better than being able to just have that schedule where you're seeing a different arm every day. You're seeing different players who have a scouting report on you who are trying to get you out and, and just competing in that game setting. I think when you are working on something, and that's something we'll talk about in a little bit, because I think for like MJ Melendez, it, it was great for him to have that kind of time where you could work on things in a more controlled environment. But for the most part, like the best thing for Bobby Witt Jr. right now 
is to be playing ball games. And we're seeing that. And I think when you look at it from that perspective, overall, for the overarching kind of perspective on it, I'd say that it's better to have those games. And I think the one thing that I really love that we've seen from minor league baseball this year is I think they've kind of figured out the scheduling a bit better. And it was more due to COVID, but I like the, and I've talked to a bunch of minor league players who seem to love the schedule, the way it is formatted, which is the guaranteed Monday off day every week. So you have that to look forward to because we know it's grueling travel and a grueling schedule and also longer series against the same team. So you're not traveling as frequently, which I think makes a lot of sense too. The only thing that's a little bit weird is that for some leagues, you're only playing teams in your division. So if you are in a tougher division, it's a little bit weird where you're going to have to face the same tough arms more frequently. And that's why I think it's a little bit misleading in some aspects where you'll get some numbers and some guys just have a tougher hand than maybe others. But overall, I just really like the idea of these guys just being able to get at bat after at bat after at bat. But there is some value as well. I think a lot of players made some major strides at the alternate training site, having that ability to work on things in a controlled environment. But at the end of the day, you know, there's nothing better than real games, real at bats. And uh, that's that's the best way to improve uh, in baseball. It's just repetition. And so Jackson Court made his debut last night, recording just two outs, giving up four runs, two walks, three hits. What did you think of his stuff overall? And then how can you get better execution wise? Yeah, you know, it was it was surprising to me because, you know, I was really talking about Coar a lot over the last few weeks. And even before the season, I always thought Coar was a really underrated arm. And I don't think anything's changed. I, I think it's very fair for Royals fans to kind of be like, what the heck is happening after Daniel Lynch was also uh, pretty shaky after his first start. And there's something a little bit off, I will say, with the Royals system right now in terms of their arms and command. I think that's something that it could be a coincidence, but there is a trend throughout the Royal system that a lot of their arms are struggling with command. But Jackson Coar, to me, I think it was mostly nerves. And that sounds crazy, but I didn't really see anything mechanically off. He looked a little bit stiff at times, you know, almost aiming it. And then at other times, almost overthrowing it. There was just no fluidity. He didn't look like himself at all. And I really, you know, he's a human. Maybe it was just a little bit of nerves because he didn't really have any command. It didn't look like he was confident in his ability to find it after, you know, he lost the first couple batters. It seemed like it all just began to unravel and he was almost just waiting for, you know, the the coach to come in and yank him out. But I I will say Coar is a guy, in my opinion, that has one of the higher floors in the minor leagues in terms of arms. When you have the fastball that plays the way his fastball does up in the zone, you have that 70 grade change up. And the command has always been good enough. Coar is going to be fine. I don't think that was the way that everybody envisioned his debut, but I wouldn't really sound the alarms. If he does this again in his second start, then maybe you got to send him to triple A and he's got to work on some things. I think it's more mental than anything. And maybe he got that out of his way and he's comfortable and he's going to come back in. And I think he'll be just fine next start. We'll see. But the stuff is too good. He didn't even give himself a chance last start. And that's why I kind of chalk it up to nerves. I want to tell you right now, but good friends over at betonline.ag. Betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sport action. Baseball season is in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline. Get all of this news, odds, information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and your UFC MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to BetOnline on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the great news. Sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Do not send the silence anymore. 
This is your chance to get into the game at betonline.ag. Head over to that website or even use your mobile device. Sign up today at betonline.ag and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportbook experts, betonline.ag, promo code locked on. So you touched on it right there, but I already had this down. Is, is there something to that fact that it feels like every Royal just struggles whenever you call him up, no matter how hyped he is as a prospect or how much he's doing in the minor leagues or isn't doing the minor leagues, it seems like they struggle out of the gate. Is that just something that is normal and I'm only using examples of like the top of the line, top tier prospects who debut? Or do you think that there might be something to that with the pitching coach, Carl Eldridge, or just something organizationally that's causing the struggles out of the gate? Because it certainly seems like this is a Royals problem uh, more so than just everyone is just being a, a, a young player and going through that young process. But what do you think from the outside looking in on these struggles for these guys who make their debuts? Yeah. You know, that's something uh, the best way I can put it is, is like this. I don't have a true way of being able to know, but what I will say is it has stood out to me enough with, with the pitchers throughout the system right now that I am planning on doing some digging on that and, and, and kind of reaching out and talking to some people and, you know, that's enough, right. Where it, it stood out to me to the fact that I'm, I'm going to go look into it because it has been very surprising to see the command issues from top to bottom. It's something that, you know, is going to happen. Asa Lacey though, 18 walks and in 18 innings. I just, that's, that's shocking to me. I know Lacey had some of his command issues at times in college, but he was looked at as one of the more advanced arms that should be able to climb pretty quickly. I'm not going to say that Asa Lacey isn't going to figure it out. He's still just 18 innings into his professional career, but he was one of the biggest fallers in the baseball America top 100 list. I believe he dropped over 40 spots and I'm not saying that that is a direct indicator of success or, you know, really matters that much, but it would say that the baseball America writers maybe are a little bit nervous on what they've seen. Personally, I don't see anything that looks too crazy from Lacey. I just, again, it's just this consistent trend here where guys are struggling a little bit to repeat their mechanics. And I just wonder if that's something that's being discussed within the organization from top to bottom. Maybe they need a little bit of an overhaul with their player development, especially in the pitching end of things to be able to help these guys repeat their mechanics a bit more. Pitching's hard. Throwing strikes is hard, especially when you have the stuff that some of these Royals pitchers have. I mean, these are some uber-talented arms that the Royals have throughout their system, and it's just a bit weird that all of them are kind of sharing the same struggles, and you have to, at some point, kind of look in the mirror and say, okay, what's going on here? And I think the Royals are getting close to that point where they may need to kind of change philosophies here and potentially look at some other options to kind of sort this out. So this is the first installment of an hour-long chat with Aram Layton of Locked On Prospects of at JustBaseball.com. And in this, we broke down a lot about prospects and pitching. We still have way more prospect talk, including MLB draft talk, uh, prospects that are hitters talk with Iowa Jr. and company, as well as more pitching talk and current day baseball talk, an attendee talk with Merrifield talk, and so much more. An hour-long conversation will be spliced up the next couple of days here on Locked On Royals. Make sure you follow along at Locked On Royals on Twitter. Until then, be good and be good to one another. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, baby. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the Royals. If you want to be having a great time. If you want to be loving the fun. If you want to see all of the excitement. This is the place.
messing with a wand. If you wanna be yelling like crazy for the guys you love to see, come on out and join us. This is the place you wanna be. We're where you want to be. Baseball with the 